0: Hi, pet business owners. I hope you're doing well wherever you're at in the world. And whenever you're listening to this, I am really excited to have you listen to the coaching session today with a pet sitter and dog walker who is also named Kristen. She was really open, honest, and vulnerable in this session. And I'm just really grateful that she was so open and willing to, to show up for herself, to show up for all of you, and to show up for me, it enabled me to really work with her in what she felt like was a really empowering way. And I think you'll hear that as this session goes on. So I'm excited to have you listen today. Before we go into the session with Kristen, I wanted to share that she talks about a book that she has recently read one of my books. I just wanted to clarify the title. It's 30 Days to Start and Grow Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business. So that was a book that she read. She couldn't quite remember the title. And if those of you are wondering, I wanted to share that with you as well as where to get that book if you're interested. So I have six books. All of them are on Amazon and paperback. If you would like to get the ebook or the audiobook, you can get those on my website or on the show notes page. You can also get the audiobook on Audible, as well as I have 5 of my books. 5 of my 6 books are on Audible as well. So, if you want to find out more about that book, the 30-day book, you can go to the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 118. That's the number 118. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 118. I also wanted to let those of you know who are interested in attending live webinars or workshops. These are all online, at least for now. And some of them that are coming up are various webinars and workshops that some of you might be interested. You might be interested in some of them, you might be interested in all of them. So the holiday preparation for pet sitters webinar is coming up in just a few days. If you have missed that, you're listening to this after it has happened, you can find out more about the recording. So um, you can always email or check the show notes page and you will find information about the recording after these webinars have happened. But the live webinar is coming up. There's also a live webinar called How to Hire an Office Manager. So I know a lot of you are eager to hire an office manager, you'd like to step away from the admin side of the business, or at least some of it. And that webinar is happening in late November 2022. I also am offering a how to sell your pet business webinar. That's happening in December. So if you've been thinking about selling your pet business, if you have questions about it, if it's something you'd like to do and even two, three, four, five years from now, this is how to prepare your pet business for sale. So it will tell you you know all about pricing your business as well as what to do to prepare and how to find a good buyer and or a business broker to help you sell it. So I did sell my business in 2013. I learned a lot through that process. I've helped a lot of people prepare their business for sale and this webinar is really a comprehensive webinar if you're interested in that topic. I'm also going to do an interactive goal-setting workshop, and that is happening in January, in early January. I'm so excited about that. I offered it last year in January, and it was sold out very quickly. So if you are interested in that, I encourage you to go to the show notes page and sign up. I have a 30-day pet business challenge that's happening in January that is a daily also interactive course with pet business owners from all over the world. So there are some really fun webinars and workshops, informative, powerful, empowering webinars and workshops happening in the next couple months. So super excited about that. And for every single webinar and workshop, I do have an early bird price. So the sooner you sign up, the less expensive it will be. So, that's an incentive too to, to just commit yourself to go. So, all of the webinars and workshops are available as a recording, except for the goal setting workshop. That is only available as an, a live course because it really is about showing up for that goal setting workshop. But all the other ones are available for recording if you're not able to attend the live um, event. So you can go to the show notes page to find out more. Once again, that is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 118. Or you can go to the webinars and workshops page on Six Figure Pet Business Academy or Prosperous Pet Business. Those websites will have that information as well. So now we are going to have the session with Kristen, I invite you to sit back and relax or enjoy your walk or driving or whatever you're doing while you listen to this coaching session with Kristen. Enjoy.
1: Hello. So nice to meet you face-to-face, Oh,
0: voice-to-voice. I know, I know.
1: It's wonderful.
0: So you ready to dive in? I am. Okay. So I often have no idea where we're going, which is a good thing, because we're
1: taking I operate a leap. that way a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, most business owners do. And so <laughs> I know that you wrote to me applying to be on the podcast. I don't recall what it was about. And I purposefully kind of don't remember so that I can be totally fresh and clear and not have come up with an answer prior because you're a different business owner than I am and different from other business owners I've coached. So here I am ready to help.
1: Well, I really appreciate that model. Yes, everyone is unique. So um, I basically wrote to you that for about nine years, I've had a part-time mainly dog boarding business where I bring the dogs into my home. And um, it's been supplemental income because my husband was the sole provider the main breadwinner so i didn't need to crunch numbers the money that i made was like extra money if i wanted to you know do something special for myself or mainly for my three boys mm-hmm. and um i'm now in the process of getting divorced so all of that has changed this is what i've done for 9 years this is wow. what i know how to do this is what i love i can't imagine doing anything else. I love being my own boss. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I've, there have been a few times where I'm like, Oh, this is a lot of boarding. But I, when I look back over these many years, for the most part, I've never really been burned out from mm-hmm. taking care of animals because, um, it's just, that's my passion. Mm-hmm. So I just need to figure out how to make it work. Um, so a lot of what I'm doing right now is I feel like putting out fires, um, uh-huh. because I'm kind of working backwards. I actually started listening to your book 30 days to, um, I don't remember the exact title, but "Start and uh, grow. Yes. Uh-huh. And I started listening to that, um, yesterday, even though I'd been in my, um, in my library on audible for, quite a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be one example of how I'm like putting out fires. Oh, I need yeah. to prepare for this. Uh-huh. Um, so like, as I went through that, you know, maybe I got halfway through the book and I'm like, oh, well I've done this and this and this. And then there's, you know, all these things that I haven't done that should already be done. And mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'd like you to help me with today is what are the, the fires that I need to put out most immediately? <laughs> Okay, and great. Then work backwards from from there, I guess. That's
0: a great question. So, tell me about the fires you're putting out.
1: Um so each year I've probably made uh and this would be after business deductions because this business has largely served as a tax deduction since it's mm-hmm. happening, you know, out of my home, um between $10 and $16,000. Like that's what I you know, had to you know play with or use for my yep. kids, not taking into account like any of the bills. My mm-hmm. husband took care of all of that. So while I do have child support and alimony, I need to make a lot more than that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I would like to get to the point, and I don't have a specific time frame where mm-hmm. if he dropped off the face of the earth, I could still sustain our lifestyle and you know take care of my kids and myself.
0: Hmm. Okay. So what is that number? It's important to get clear on at least a starting point of what you're looking at in terms of the number after expenses that you would need to be bringing in.
1: So you're talking about like a net profit?
0: I am. Because gross. I don't, I don't gross, have that number. Yeah. yeah
1: okay. For you. <laughs>
0: it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to give you some homework today. Okay. So this isn't just you having a conversation with me. It's you putting what we talk about into action, because in that way, it's really going to help you. It's not just yes. going to be like us talking and then you go about your business and things stay the, the way they are. What you're going to be doing Understood. Yes. Yeah, is I taking action. action. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to be a little kick in the butt for you to take action. So one of the action steps I want you to do is to really get clear about not only your business expenses and how much you need to be bringing in in order to cover your business expenses, but how much you need to bring in to cover your personal expenses. Okay. So those are two distinctly different items. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the reason why you need to look at both of those is because they both matter to you, especially Mm -hmm. now you're going through a divorce. Your husband used to take care of a lot of these expenses. And now you are going to be self-supporting through your own contributions, right? It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a lot of empowerment there. So, So but the the first step really is for you to get clear on, okay, if I want to set a goal, how much do I need to actually bring in? Yeah. So, so that it could be that we could kind of play around with a number, but what would be really helpful would be for you to go through your prior business expenses cuz you probably kept track of those you may or may not have kept track of your personal expenses
1: is have you i have a ballpark figure because for the purposes of divorce that yep. all has to be okay. itemized to the best of my ability so i Wonderful. i have an idea of you know how much money i need just to run the household, which is also where I run the business. Sure. And then I do like my, I've I've done taxes for quite a few years, Mm -hmm. but they're very simple. Just like, this is how much I've made each month. Uh And then these are like the main expenses, um, like the business insurance, um, that's a big expense. And then, um, like I didn't even have gas for the longest time because it was just boarding. So yeah. uh maybe cleaning supplies, laundry supplies, uh-huh. just little things like that. Yeah. Uh but then as I've expanded with pet sitting and dog walking, then there are more expenses that I'm now keeping track of but don't have the you know didn't have those for the majority of the life of this business.
0: Okay, great. So you don't really have those numbers of how much am I spending on gas, auto expenses are also a part of that. If you have Mm -hmm. a work vehicle or a vehicle you're using for work, and typically Mm -hmm. you get to itemize and deduct either gas and expenses or mileage. And for Mm -hmm. a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers, mileage tends to be a better deal. (laughs) If you're driving around a lot, you can often write write off a lot more because there's a hefty portion for mileage per, you know, amount per mile.
1: Well, it's encompassing of what your gas, although the current figure, I don't think yeah. really reflects no, <laughs> the, it, the current gas prices, but that's it's supposed true. To, Yeah, encompass um, wear and tear of your vehicle. Absolutely.
0: Well. That's right. So what I want you to do, if you're not doing it already, is to really begin to track your mileage how much you're spending. You can do it very old school and just get like a little mileage book that you have in your glove compartment. There's apps out there, you know, mileage tracker Mm -hmm. would be one of them. There are a number of them that you can do. And when you, if you're picking an app, I really want you to look at the reviews because Mm -hmm. you want it to be updated on a regular basis. This is something that you will learn how to use and depend on. And so Mm -hmm. you want it to have longevity, not just like having been in the past, but in the future for your future Mm -hmm. business use. So, and the reviews are going to be really important. Are they updating the app on a regular basis? You know, a lot of reviews for apps, if they're not updating, you will hear complaints, you know, you'll read those complaints on reviews. So that's important to, to note. Um. Yeah, and so also what I want you to do is to really keep track going forward of your personal expenses. Now, that can seem really time-consuming, but in reality, I mean, I can tell you I've done that for mm, about probably about over 15 years now where I keep track of all my personal and business expenses. And I do that to really create clarity about what my monthly nut is. How much do I need to bring in each month in order to cover my expenses? But not only that, to live an abundant lifestyle, which would be beyond Mm -hmm. that, right? Hopefully a lot beyond that. And so that's what you want to look at too. And that then can help you set goals. So maybe initially you look at what your monthly nut is in terms of personal and business expenses. You add both of those numbers up. That's your monthly nut. You absolutely need to bring that in. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have child support, alimony. So those, you know, that's part of your income, basically. Right. So you get to count that in terms mm-hmm. of what you're bringing in each month. Um, the monthly fluctuation of the business will change as you know, depending on holidays, you know, different seasonal aspects. And so that's not always a given, but what is a given typically is the amount of expenses you're going to have each month. Now there are going to be some that are one-time fees, like usually business insurance is one of them. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's an annual fee. That's right. um, not paid out monthly, so you want to kind of look at that as far as how much am I um, paying on that each month? Even though you're paying it annually, it's you know if you you want to break it down into a monthly, right? And that will probably change because business insurance, you know, the bigger you get, the more staff you hire, it mm-hmm. tends to be more. Also, admin software tends to change if yes. you're using that, depending on how many staff members you have, or if you have staff members. And so what I would recommend doing, once you have that basic amount that you need to bring in each month, based on your personal and business expenses, then I want you to set a goal. Okay. Goals are powerful. When we set goals, whether it be a personal goal or a business goal And especially when we write it down and we have it where we can see it on a daily, ongoing basis, it begins to work with our, not only our conscious mind, but our subconscious mind. And then even when we're sleeping, you know, there's going to be some part of our brain that is like working this problem out, you know, like, Mm -hmm. how can I create this? And so you're going to have the benefit of that, like your own internal coach helping Mm -hmm. you. And you're going to get ideas, you're going to get awarenesses, you're going to spot expenses that you haven't used in a year, and you're like, I don't want to keep paying this, I'm not using it. So that's something that I would like you to do. And as far as a goal goes, so you want it to be a stretch goal. So it's it's a reach. It's like, so For for example, let's say your monthly nut is, I'm just going to put a number out. 5,000. You need to come up with 5,000 every month to cover your personal and business expenses. So, what you might be looking at as a stretch goal is like 6,500, right? So, Mm -hmm. maybe 1,500. And that isn't the end all be all goal. It's the first goal. Right. And it's, you know, we're going to keep like, if I were to work with you on a regular basis, I would keep like pushing you gently but firmly to expand that goal as your business expands, as you expand. You know, we get comfortable at a certain point with a certain amount of money. And that's why they talk about the glass ceiling too for a lot of women. It's like we bump up against the six figure and it can be really hard. Like I've worked with coaching clients who have come to me and they're like, I am at like 98,000 each year for the past three years, I cannot go forward. And for some of them, it may be the beliefs that they have about money. It may be feeling guilty about money. It may, uh, you know, there's a number of different things. It may be that they're not doing the income producing activities that they need to do on a regular basis they may be spending too much money. You know, it's kind of like a dissection of, okay, where's this breakdown occurring? But it often starts with a belief of what we can and can't do. So it's like the runners who years ago, there was, you know, the four minute mile. And it's like, Nobody could run that, you know, it just wasn't right. possible. And Until then somebody day,
1: did. Somebody did.
0: Yes. And then shortly thereafter, there were a number of people who were able to do it. And it's like he, that person had to break the mind body barrier, you know, I and do. Yes. So that made. so my, imp-
1: my barrier is that for many, many years, I had these very subtle, um, I don't know the right word to use instead of um, being built up by my significant other, they were little cuts and Mm -hmm. it took me 18 years to realize, Oh my gosh, all these little things. I mean, it kind of like the bottom fell out at a certain point, you know, after 2020 um, it was just real obvious that there was no support there and lots of belittling. Uh, But that's still, you know, I'm undoing all of that
0: now. Yes, you're unraveling it. Unraveling and you know, it. I want you to know that I can imagine there are people nodding their head who are listening, who are going, mm-hmm. oh my God, I totally understand. I've worked with a number of women business owners who have gone through this, men too. You know, it's not just yeah, a woman It's thing. not
1: just women, no.
0: right? It's like, but there was there's some part of you that put up with that for a really long time. Maybe there was a feeling of like, I deserve this, you know, not consciously again, but maybe subconsciously. And so when we're working with beliefs and usually beliefs come like when there's an awareness around beliefs, it's like, okay, where did this show up when I was a kid? You know, because likely this happened when you were a kid through your early role models. And so then, you know, even that word, familial, you know, like he felt familiar when we went on our first date, right? That could have been because, oh, it's familiar, this feeling of this like subtle belittling that is kind of funny at first, but then it's kind of like a razor cut. And the more- You have really
1: done your homework. (laughs) Yes. I'm so very familiar with everything that you're saying. And Um, It took me until a couple years ago to realize that my mom was the same kind of person. And like, I didn't even see it until I realized, oh, my husband really um, is out for himself and what I can do for him. And my gosh, my mom was all for her and everybody else was kind of like, get out of the way or help me with what I need and what I want. And so... Of course he was familiar he was so familiar mm-hmm. so you know recognizing that having all that awareness um and just like how do i move forward from here at least mm-hmm. you know knowing it is very it's important. powerful actually it it's is. not
0: just very important it's absolutely crucial because mm-hmm. we cannot make change if we don't really realize like where the root is. So this is like you pull so out true. a crusty carrot that has been growing in the ground for like three years. It's going to be knobby and have those hairs on it. You know, if you've ever had a garden, it's like, ugh, mm-hmm. not pretty, but you know, you pull it out by the root and it's not coming back. Now that's the first step for you. It's not like, you know, It's not like a carrot, unfortunately. There's pulling it out. There's looking at it from a number of different sides. And there's really working with it and working with yourself and realizing that you changed your reality with deciding. The decision that you made was really supportive of this next stage of your life journey.
1: Yes, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without, um, he was completely holding me and my kids back from ever having this be a reality.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I know we're talking a lot about personal and so, but the thing is, and often I'm a business coach, but I'm also a life coach. And what I find is- They go is hand in hand. They do. Like you cannot yes. run your business without your life being there a little bit. Like it's good to have yeah. some separation, but mm-hmm. the reality is you we bring who we are into our business and we bring our business into our life too. So that being said, when we make a shift in our personal life- we are making a shift in our business. So what is going to happen, the more awareness you have around, you know, you were mentioning like subtle put downs. So there's going to be more awareness in your personal life with friends. Like you're probably not going to put up with that. Or it's going to happen and you're going to like step away and then you're going to go back to that friend perhaps and say, you know what? You put me down and that didn't feel good. That hurt my feelings. Please don't do that. You know? Mm -hmm. So what can be powerful is that hurt, like saying that hurt me. Sometimes that gets in on a deeper level than, you know, why did you do this? And you know, it's like really bringing it down to the base. heart. Yeah, your heart. I'm holding my heart, right? You see that. Right. It's like, yeah, ow. Well, that's
1: something I learned in yoga teacher training, which really was the beginning of the journey to realizing um, I need to take a different path and yes. the soon to be X is not part of it. Yeah, but yeah. Part of that was to drop down these ideas, drop them down from like a place of anger or frustration and drop it down to your heart. And then what do you discover?
0: That's right. And so the thing is, is that we can point the finger at the other person forever and nothing changes. Like you did Mm -hmm. this, you did this, you did this, but the power lies and it, it happened with you. You were like, you came back to yourself. Like, what do I need? Like you could have stayed in that anger blender for a long time, right? If the total focus was on your ex-husband, right? Or your husband at the time, it's like, you are a jerk, you know? I'm just making that up. I don't know, you know, but it's like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, here's the thing you came to yourself and you were like, this doesn't work for me. So you took the focus off him and what he was doing to you. And you put the focus on what you were doing to you by staying.
1: Yes. I uh, was not able to make so many decisions um, that I wanted to make that I wanted to be able to move forward, not just in business, but so, you know, so many other areas of my personal life. And the longer I stayed with him, um, the less ability I had to do those things.
0: Exactly. And so going back to how personal affects business. So there are going to be clients out there who may subtly put you down or ask you to do things that are going against your boundaries. Like, Oh, can you pick me up some cat food? You know, I forgot to get it, you know, and you go, you know, I can, but I'll have to charge you for it. Here's my fee. I
1: thought you might be going there, um, in that direction. And you know, when it's not a person that, that I have a personal connection with, it's so much easier to Mm -hmm. spot
2: Yes. It's like I have
1: this this radar now, and I'm also able to spot clients that are respectful and they're you know willing to pay the fee because they know that I have experience and they've heard from you know their friends and their neighbors what a great job I do, um, and it, it's easy to weed out kind of from the beginning those that aren't going to be the best fit or mutually the best fit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm recognizing that now probably in the last two years.
0: That's great. And often, you know, the more we recognize that after it's already happened, the more we can recognize it as it begins to happen. So when a client calls you, your spidey senses are going to be up like a brand new client, right? And they're going to be like, I went through two pet sitters in the last two months. And you're like,
1: Really? Why why is that? Can you tell me a little bit more about why it wasn't a good fit? Exactly. (laughs) And let them tell on themselves. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And so then you be quiet
0: and put the ball in their court. Exactly. And they then out themselves, right? Here's Mm -hmm. the fact. Yeah. And so really for you, you've made some powerful shifts in your life. Very powerful shifts. And there are still more, right? Life is this process of shifting and changing and growing. And so for you now, there's like this unlimited freedom that you have. It's almost like you've been let out of a cage, like a gilded cage.
1: It's a pretty good metaphor. It really is. Yeah.
0: And so, but with that can come you know, you may have moments if you haven't already had them of like maybe even terror, like, "Oh man, I am like on my own." You know, so with freedom, like it's kind of like two sides of the same coin, like excitement and exhilaration and fear, you know, or terror.
1: Right. And Um, I I see it more as anxiety, but really that's based in fear and I'll have to get myself in check. Like this isn't serving me to have this wound up anxious Mm -hmm. feeling. And so what I do, you know, and you've talked you talked about this in the book that I have been listening to is, um, taking care of yourself. And I, um, I have to go to a yoga class at least twice a week. That's Mm -hmm. like right up there with breathing and eating and sleeping. And if I can do more or at times I might need to do more, um, I need to recognize that. But that's like the bottom line.
0: Yeah, that's baseline. Or things really
1: fall apart, you know, mentally
0: Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. And it's going to be different things for different people. And maybe even at different stages of your life, it's going to be different. So there may be a time where you need to integrate journal writing, you know, maybe you're doing some deep internal work. And so that Mm -hmm. may be as crucial as breathing to kind of process with yourself Mm -hmm. around things that are coming up, changes that you're creating in your life and your business and so I love that you're clear about how yoga twice a week is kind of like bottom of the food chain, right? It's like, it's right. like the basic common denominator for you to have some sense of well-being. Yes. Yeah
2: other online classes you'll find on the course platform you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now go to petbusinesscourses.com that's petbusinesscourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now you'll find many classes for all your business needs including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use facebook marketing to grow your pet business plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. And what's
1: really great about um, integrating dog walking into what used to be boarding with kind of optional walking. Cause I would, you know, tell the clients, um, the dogs play together, but if they're not playing, they might need to walk. So it wasn't that I was definitely doing dog walks every day. Um, but now I am doing them so much more regularly and I find myself kind of in a state of flow, you know, we're in this rhythm mm-hmm. and it helps me, um, just process a lot of, of things. Yeah. So uh, it's you know, it's kind of a two for one. I'm making money and <laughs> I get it's it. got the creative juices flowing as well or oh. just figuring things out. Yes,
0: and they've actually done studies on this. If you've read the book Flow, um, it's a really am familiar with it. It's so um, it's a wonderful book. So he talks and he's got a really long last name. It's like CZ something. It's like Mikhail something. But his last name is very, very long, like about mm-hmm. 20 letters. <laughs> and um, he talks a lot about how movement can create flow. And it's, for me, it's been like regular movement. So I used to go on a hike every day. That was my thing, you know, and I would not take my phone I would just walk in the woods near my home. Now what I do is I ride my Peloton bike, okay? I still walk. I do a lot of walking. But what I do like for kind of first thing in the morning is I get on that Peloton bike and I ride. And it it kind of clears the cobwebs out of my mm-hmm. mind that maybe were there during the night, (laughs) maybe left over from the night before the day before. And, and then I'm fresh and clear. And it's something that I do on a regular ongoing basis. So that's what I think is happening for you. It's like your body and your brain and your spirit know, okay, this is a creative time. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're getting paid for it. Yes, you're helping somebody out. And you're also helping yourself. What a great solution. Yes. It's fantastic.
1: So that's something that I'm doing right. <laughs> it is.
0: Well, you know, I did.
1: I, I kind of made like uh-huh. a, a list of you know four to six things that I feel I'm doing right at this point. And uh-huh. then there's a little bit more of what I'm falling short on.
0: Okay. Can do you want to talk about another one of those? Would that be helpful for you?
1: Um I mean, I'm just letting you know they're here if we um, okay. move in that direction. You
0: bet. Okay, great. Um, but going back to putting out fires, so what's another fire that you've had to put out? And this would be something that has really kind of weighed you down or impacted your anxiety, perhaps, because mm-hmm. putting out fires can do that.
1: So I I think the um, biggest thing that I just really need to set aside the time and do it. I have clients at like four different rates because um, I didn't raise my my rates for about seven years. Mm -hmm. So I was at $30 a night for boarding. Um, Mm -hmm. And this area that I live in has really grown. I actually looked up um, just today the median um, income level as of 2020. That was the most uh, recent Mm -hmm data I could find is over hundred thousand dollars per year. And that grew, um, 11.7% from 2019 to 2020. And the, the area is just growing. So Uh I'm in an area that has money and more people are coming in and needing these services. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and you know, um, I mean, I'm like the really small business person because I can only fit so many, you know, dogs in my house. I do employ my 18 year old son from time to time, but Mm -hmm. I don't even have like enough work for him to steadily do. Um, When I, when I try to compare like other really small businesses, I'm not even able to find them. Like I know Mm -hmm. they're like me, they don't have a website, but I know they're out there. So Mm -hmm. looking at more of of, like the bigger ones that actually have a website or a page like it's very common median for fifty dollars a night to you know for boarding to be at fifty dollars a night, and then some of them are even be of, of, you know of on, oh, it's okay. it's beyond tongue tied beyond that. Uh huh. Um, so people that are coming in new, they're paying forty dollars a night, which I feel pretty good about like that's the baseline for a dog that you know doesn't have anxiety or eating issues or you know is not a puppy and then mm-hmm. I will like a puppy that's forty eight dollars. Um and until they're you know not having accidents and they don't need kind of looked after like a toddler all the time mm-hmm. then you know it might be till they're three years old that they're yeah. at puppy rate. Right.
2: Um
1: so you know I feel pretty good about that but I do think that I could take it up to 50 and probably some people would, you know, then say, oh, maybe not. Because well, still right now, yeah. every person that I send out a letter to that's uh-huh. interested, they're booking something. Yeah. So that kind of so, lets me know uh uh-huh. rates are still too low.
0: They are too low. I can tell you that right now. And I don't even mm-hmm. know where you're located. And I can Fort tell Mill, you Fort Mill, South Carolina. Okay. So, like you said, a lot of people are moving, um, especially to areas where you are right now. Where it's warm. Yeah, exactly. And so, because of that, I would imagine that median price is, or um, income level is, you know, maybe even 110, maybe even 120 now, you know, Mm -hmm. at almost 2023 here. So... What I would recommend, here's another action step I'm going to give you. Okay. Okay. So I want you to make a spreadsheet of your competitors. And I realize that some of your competitors that are very similar to you, they're small, they don't have websites. They're not going to have rate information because they don't have a Mm -hmm. website. Don't worry about that at all. This Mm -hmm. is really you looking at people in your area or even surrounding areas that have similar income levels but you know again it would be like a town directly next to the town that you Mm -hmm. live in right we're not talking about like another state or a few towns over like we really want it to be accurate for where you're located so i want you to create a spreadsheet of the amounts that people are charging for the same type of services that you offer. Uh And what a lot of dog boarders, pet sitters, dog walkers do is they have like an all-inclusive rate. And that includes medication. That includes two dogs from the same household. And you got to get away from that because it's more work, more energy. If they have a lot of plants that need watering, that needs to be more expensive. So you may or may not find that information on... Different sites, but if you do, it needs to go on the spreadsheet. Like, what's their uh-huh. additional dog rate? You know, what's their rate for one dog or one cat for pet sitting visits? And then each additional animal, what's their medication rate? And also, uh-huh. not only like amount of animals, medication, things like that, but time amounts. So, for let's say boarding, is that a 24 hour period? Is that, you know, if people are doing and you can kind of compare to overnight pet sitting in clients' homes Mm -hmm. too. So are people, even though you don't do that, is that a 12 hour period of time? And then they add an amount for a midday visit because you're offering a lot more than that. You are offering 24 hour care. I mean, granted, you probably come in and out and, but still you're probably there a lot in your home.
1: I tell people, um, I usually not gone for more than four hours and my adult son lives here. So, you know, there's at most times there's someone in the house, whether they're directly, you know, paying attention to the dogs or not. So I'm, I'm pretty clear on, you know, what they're, uh, what they're getting and to, to comment on all of your extras. So I've, I've done this research, but it's been real sloppy. I don't have a spreadsheet. I have like various pages in my journal that, you know, I've gotten through three people and that, you know, three businesses and then, Oh, I really need to get back on that. So yes, I do need to do it properly. Um, but in, in all that research, I've found that, um, the websites where there's this $2 charge for this. And like, you just read it all. And it's so overwhelming. Like, well, what yeah. is my end charge going to be? And then I've even looked at so many reviews of these companies and customers say, I hate being nickel and dimed for everything. Yeah. Can I just have one price? And I agree with that philosophy more than all these add-ons. Got it. So, so- I try to do that. It's simpler, too,
0: for me. It is is simpler, Um, however, especially if you end up hiring people down the road, Mm -hmm. which you might want to do, you're going to have to pay them extra. And so you're setting a precedent now. And also, this comes back to, like, self-worth and your Mm -hmm. time and energy. So what a lot of pet sitters, dog walkers, dog trainers do is they go... I don't want to nickel and dime people. Like I hear that come up a lot, but okay. what's, it's kind of like a cloak and what's underneath that is I'm afraid to charge what my time and energy are worth. I'm afraid they're going to be upset at me. I'm afraid they're going to write bad reviews and say I nickel and dime them. But the reality and you know what I would recommend when you have a website and when you have a pricing and services page is that you don't list like all the extras because that is overwhelming for people. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend saying is we do charge a slight additional uh, rate for medication, additional animals, um, whatever might else, you know, extra plant watering. Um, We'll talk to you about that in the initial phone call or meet and greet, Mm -hmm. something like that. So that it's not like, a deer in the headlights, you know, your clients don't go, Oh my God, this is overwhelming. And you can also quote them a price, you know, when you collect all the information during the initial phone call.
1: Can I tell you um, what I do for sits and walks because it's a different pricing than, um, boarding.
0: Yeah. And just so you know, we have, we have two minutes left.
1: So yeah, um, I, I charge a dollar a minute and, um, I, discounted that. Um, If it's one, one visit in a day, it's going to be 30 minutes, no matter what. And um, people have been okay with that Mm -hmm. for the most part. And I feel pretty good about it. Like if you want me to water your plants, you want me to walk the dogs, feed them, it's all a dollar a minute. And I have in the software, I hit a button when I get there. So it uh-huh. starts timing. I hit a button when I, so it's really Fantastic. easy to figure out the billing for that.
0: Great. And that's fine. Um, so then you might not know though, when you, until you do your first visit, right? How long something's going to take.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for example, somebody has a lot of plants And you realize, wow, this takes actually 15 or 20 minutes to water all these potted plants outside.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so what you would then say is, I don't, you know, what I usually do is charge a dollar a minute for each additional add-on. I don't know how long this is going to take. I can either charge you a base right now or I can time it. It's up to you. I mean, that's one thing you might want to do is kind of eyeball it and figure it out. But I would recommend that you do have additional fees, even if they're not on your site, even if they're alluded to in, in your copy on your pricing and services page because you're leaving money on the table. And I am not somebody who likes to nickel and dime people, I will tell you that. But I am someone who wants to get paid what my time is worth. And I also want the people I work with to get paid what their time and energy are worth. And this, you know, not doing this is some is one of the ways that pet business owners and all kinds of business owners really begin to devalue themselves. It's like one of those subtle, it's the subtle cut, right? Going back to what you spoke about initially it's like right at the beginning, like when we get a paper cut, we don't feel it in the very moment, but then afterwards it hurts. This is that. It's one of those ways that we begin to not value our time and our energy and our service, what we're actually giving to clients. There are only so many hours in a day.
1: That's true. Everybody gets the same
0: 24. Yeah. And so if you're taking 40 minutes for one client and 20 minutes for another, and it's a lot more energy also for the 40 minute, and they're being charged the same amount, there's going to be resentment eventually, understandably, on your end, but it's really going to be your fault. Like you're going to have, you're, you know, you may be resentful at the client, but really you're the one who's charging what your time and energy are worth. So I would do your best if you can to kind of let that go about the nickel and diming. That may just be an old story. That's not really true. Okay. Yeah. Just not like you have to do it. Like you get to choose how you run your business. I can, tell you what has worked for me and what has worked for a lot of people that I've worked with. But, you know, you get to tune into yourself and see, does this actually work for me? And how do I feel about that? And is this something that is one of those subtle ways that I don't value myself because I'm not charging what my energy and time are worth?
1: So when we're talking about not valuing myself, I think that would apply a lot more to the boarding situation because while I do charge for some extras, there's a lot of things that I let slide that mm-hmm. I, I I do kind of feel that resentment. Like, wow, this dog is super complicated to feed yeah. and it's taking me this much extra yeah. time and I really should be charging for it. Like if I really pay attention, you know, I see what those things are. Good, But I feel like um, since I've just added the... Uh, in-home sits at other people's homes and the walking within the last two years. And, you know, I've done all this unraveling and empowering empowerment um, work that a dollar a minute is really simplifying it. And nobody's complained about it. And um, I mean, I'll even say like, you know, some days your dog really could use, like if I'm walking two dogs, this dog could use an extra 15 minutes and she's Mm going to be in a much better place. Like, is it okay if I make that judgment call day to day? And I've had no one say, oh, well, I need to keep it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, let me just add another, you know, $17 onto that. Yeah. And I good. feel good about it.
0: That's great. So it is okay if you've taken on a client and you realize it's going to be more energy or the pets are going to need more than you initially quoted or determined or maybe the client said oh they're fine with a 15 minute walk and then you realize you know what they're really not fine like especially cuz the owner's not there so and probably
1: the sooner i recognize yep, it and address it the you better need to do that it is
0: absolutely right away it, doing mm-hmm. it in like 4 to 6 weeks is not a good time frame yeah actually right. like doing one visit and then reaching out to that client and saying mm-hmm. you know what here's what i discovered so What you could say is, you know, I quoted you a certain price. I will do that for this visit time, you know, for these amount of visits that, you know, I already agreed to. But after that, like when you call me again for pet sitting, I am going to need to charge this because I really do need to give the dog what it needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And you know, like we were talking about how things change. I know you need to go animals needs change too. Like as dogs, oh. you know, I've had this one client for two years and the one dog is like 14. Well, yeah. they're having a much harder time walking and the walks are taking longer to get the same, you know, yes. distance. Yes,
0: that's right. That's right. So things do change mm-hmm. and you've changed, right? Yes. So
1: It's a good way to bring it full circle. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. Well, it was absolutely wonderful working with you.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I have a lot of action, um, bullet points here that I've written down to Wonderful. help me along the way.
0: I'm glad. And I recommend that you put them where you can see them and not just keep them in a notebook. Okay. So that they're there calling for you, calling for your attention, helping you to create some change here.
1: I agree. I will yeah. do that.
0: Okay, great. Wonderful to work with you, Kristen.
1: Thank you so much, Kristen.
0: You're welcome.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope that you got a lot out of that coaching session that I did with Kristen, especially those of you that are currently going through a big life transition or who have recently gone through a life transition. Or those of you that are processing a life transition, because life transitions really require us to often change our beliefs. They often require us to change the way we run our businesses and really confront ways of being that no longer serve us. So I am just, you know, sending you a big hug if you are weathering or have recently gone through some big changes that have required a lot of courage, strength, tenacity. And I want to thank Kristen again for her willingness to dive deep in this podcast session. I mean, you know, she didn't have to share all that she shared, but she really wanted to. She wanted to be able to really get some help in terms of what she was grappling with. And so I, you know, I invite you if you'd like to apply to be on the podcast to go ahead and do that. You can go to the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 118. You will find a link on there to apply to be coached on the podcast. That will be a free coaching session either myself or one of my podcast teammates will be reaching out to you after you apply if, you know, your challenge, question, or business issue is a good fit for the podcast. And most are, just so you know. So don't feel like you have to come up with like a really unique business issue. Oftentimes I talk about the same thing. Like you may find that there are a lot of hiring episodes, but each person is so different and what they're struggling with is different. And often in one 30 to 45 minute coaching session, those of you who are listening will be able to hear something that will be impactful for your business. And so just know that, you know, all questions, challenges, business issues are welcome. And I encourage you to apply if you've been Thinking like you want to. The other thing that I want to draw your attention to are the webinars that are happening every month. In fact, I have two happening this month and one happening in December. If you're not listening to this in November or December, you can go to the webinars and recordings link. On the show notes page to get recordings of these webinars. I have a holiday webinar, which is specifically for pet sitters and dog walkers, coming up. That's happening in a few days. I also have a how to sell your pet business. Those of you that have been thinking about selling a business, have questions about it, you know, might want to sell in two to three or five years. You are welcome to attend that, and there is a link um, to the How to Sell Your Pet Business webinar that's happening in December. And then at the end of November, there is How to Hire a Pet Business Manager. Those of you that would like to step away more and more from your pet business will find a lot of your questions being answered about how to hire, how to train managers, what to pay them all types of questions i had when i sold my business a few years ago i had four managers helping me run the business and they enabled me really to be able to live in bali and india for 8 months and while well, my business ran you know they ran my business for me thankfully they were fantastic and so You know, if you have big dreams of wanting to step away from the business, maybe wanting to travel more, maybe wanting to enjoy your life more, be with your family more, these webinars will help you do that, especially the How to Hire and Train an Office Manager, which is coming up. So you'll find information about those in the show notes page, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 118. I wish you a beautiful day or evening, wherever you're at in the world, wherever you're listening to this, take good care. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.